Hello and welcome to the Stock Podcast. I'm Nate Abercrombie, the host of the only investing podcast that gives everyone the chance to hear public company CEOs and CFOs describe their business and provide the investment case for their company. In this episode, the Stock Podcast is really excited to bring you an interview with Davina Rankin, Chief Financial Officer and Senior Vice President of Waste Management, ticker symbol WM. Waste Management is a leading provider of waste services in North America. And to be honest, the company probably doesn't need much of an introduction since I'd wager just about everybody who's listening has at least once in their lives seen one of their big green trucks driving around town. But the waste services business is much more than just trucks picking up trash. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we don't see. Running a waste services business is pretty complex. And that's why it's great to have Davina on the program to describe waste management's operations and how they grew to become the leading waste services provider in the United States. Let's touch very quickly on some of the financial highlights and then we'll get to the interview. And sticking with the new format, after the interview, I'll provide a brief recap of what was discussed. Waste management has a market cap of $39 billion, close to $100 million in cash, and total debt of nearly $10 billion. So total enterprise value is right around $48 billion. Waste management pays a dividend of $1.86 per share, which results in a dividend yield of about 2%. And the free cash flow yield is in the mid to high single-digit range. Acronyms used during the interview include C and D, which stands for construction and demolition, and then also CNG, which stands for compressed natural gas. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with Waste Management's Chief Financial Officer. Thank you so very much for joining the IWTB podcast. It's going to be a pleasure talking about your company. Happy to be here. Could we start off just talking about your background, you know, your history at waste management and just, you know, how you came up through the industry and then eventually achieved the the role of, of chief financial officer? Yeah, sure. So um, I've actually been at Waste Management a little over 16 years now. I started with the company as an employee after having seen the company from the seat of the audit firm Arthur Anderson. And most people know the story of how Arthur Anderson ended up no longer being in existence. And and when the firm went under, I found myself looking for a new home and a new career. And I knew the business somewhat well because of the time that I had spent here. And I had actually been really impressed by the resilience of the business at that point in time. Because here, the company was going through merger integration challenges after the USA Waste Waste Management integration. And while that presented a lot of significant challenges, the business just did phenomenally well and was showing a level of strength in those circumstances that impressed me. And so I came on board as an analyst in the financial reporting team doing SEC reporting. And I think what was great about that experience and and where I started is that it required that I understand the company from a pretty broad perspective. And ultimately, that perspective is of the shareholder and telling the company's story in the 10 Qs and 10 Ks in a way that resonates with shareholders. And I did that for about eight years. And 
then had an opportunity to move into treasury. And that was a really important step in my career, both, I think, for waste management specifically, but then also as I think about broadening my expertise as a finance professional. Because as an accountant, um, you tend to have more of a historical perspective. What the move to Treasury did for me is give me more of a forward-looking perspective. And from a career perspective, I think what was so important for me, um, Cheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, says it very well with respect to your career being a jungle gym and not a ladder. And I can tell you with the benefit of hindsight that if I hadn't taken that move into Treasury, I would have never been a good candidate for CFO of waste management. And so, you know, I think it positions me very well to continue to grow professionally and at this great company. Yeah, no, that's interesting. What what are the role what is the role of um, a treasury analyst? I mean, what what were your responsibilities there? Yeah, so I was the assistant treasurer. I was responsible for all elements of cash management, uh, debt capital markets work. So understanding the company from the debt investor perspective, while our debt doesn't have to be marketed because it tends to fly off the shelf anytime that we have an issuance, which is a really good thing. I, you know, I was participating in connecting the equity investor story with the debt investor story and bringing all of that together, thinking about our financial position. And that was a point in time that Jim really came on board in finance at waste management. And we started to see pressure to our leverage and the balance sheet quality that made the job really exciting. I was in a great place at the time because we had an opportunity to really take a hard look at where we were and where we wanted to be. And so I participated in some recapitalization of some of our debt balances and very strategic and intentional steps to reduce indebtedness in the right ways and balance that with still a very good focus on shareholder returns. So could you just provide maybe a brief history of, of waste management and the industry? Sure. So waste management was established as a public company in 1971. So you can see that the company's history goes pretty far back. And if you actually look at the companies that were brought together to form that initial public company, those roots are even deeper. And, you know, we've had some counting, but it goes back as far as the late 1800s. So it's it's a business with very long history, very deep history. But what really happened in the time since waste management became a public company is early on, it was about recognizing that there was value to the roll-up type model for this business. And this is a local business in a lot of ways, but our founders recognized that there was tremendous value in finding a way to scale the business across a larger footprint. 
And so that model resulted in, I, I remember stories of more than an acquisition a day being done in the late 90s, as an example. Wow. And so there was just tremendous focus on building the scale of the enterprise over that time period. That ended up resulting in the merger of USA Waste and Waste Management in 1998. And that was actually around the time of my introduction to the company because, as I mentioned before, I was part of the post-integration team with Arthur Anderson. And, you know, what had happened there was really about a weak moment in waste management's history because of some accounting issues that it encountered. And as a result, one of the smaller regional players saw an opportunity to merge with waste management. And at that time, they were the largest player in the industry and USA Waste was relatively small. And then basically consolidation has continued to be a theme in the industry. And we think that that consolidation has provided a great deal of value, not just to the shareholder, but also to the customer. And um, we think of it in terms of the fact that this business, like I said, is a very local business. And so having better safety standards, consistency across the industry when it's held by um, those larger enterprises really is for the benefit of just about every constituent. Has waste management and the industry always been a roll-up story? You know, I think the roll-up story started in the 1990s. But I think the roll-up story has continued. I think you continue to see consolidation in the in the waste industry, and um, that created a, a changing dynamic. You know, there used to be more fragmentation even in the large public companies than there is today, and we're seeing less and less fragmentation in in the space. And I think ultimately that's a, a good thing. I think it's a good thing for Discipline in safety, discipline in pricing, discipline in cost control and efficiency and competition from a customer service differentiation perspective. I think all of those things really ultimately drive value to the shareholder and to the customer. Could you describe waste management's asset portfolio and what do you think is the most important or critical component to that portfolio? So I'll start with our people. You know, waste management has over 43,000 employees across North America, and those employees serve over 21 million customers. So when we think about the portfolio of assets, it really does start with the waste management employee. Beyond that, it becomes about the physical assets, and um, we really are unrivaled in scale and scope. We have close to 250 landfills, over 300 transfer stations, over 100 recycling facilities, and 40 of those are are single stream. We have over 14,000 routed vehicles serving the collection lines of business, with about 50% of those routed vehicles now being natural gas. We focus a lot on renewable energy, and believe that that is a fundamental 
sustainability oriented building block for this organization so that we think about the environmental impact of our business over the long term. And that became a, a much more significant focus of the enterprise probably about 10 years ago, but it's central to the way that we think about things now and and how we expect to build over the long term. And, and so, like I said, getting to a point where we have the largest natural gas fleet in the industry is very impressive and something that we're very proud of. If you'd like to continue listening to this interview, you'll need to become a member. To become a member, visit the website at thestockpodcast.com. Members have access to all full-length episodes. So go to the website, thestockpodcast.com, and click membership at the top. And with that, take care and good luck with your portfolio.